in a world that has more than enough information and noise. Is it even possible to truly anchor ourselves and have peace in a scattered world? Hi, this is Pamela and Mary, and we are a mother-daughter team who span two generations but share one message. We will delve into what it looks like to be fully integrated, body, soul, and spirit, and will bring encouragement and hope all along the way. We get it. Life is hard. And let's be real. Hard doesn't even begin to describe it on some days. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And not only that, we are here to come alongside you and cheer you on as you walk out your individual storyline. So join us as we journey together and laugh, cry, and everything in between. Welcome to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Enough podcast. Hey Ma. Hey Mary. I'm excited about today's topic. And there's a reason, and I'll tell you in a minute, but yeah, I am. Well, just tell me right now. Okay, I will, because when you posed this topic and I got it in writing and I was looking at it, I'm like, oh no, where is she going with this? Does this mean we can't set goals? (laughs) And I was a little bit like, oh man, I I guess I could see, I can see the points she's going for, but I'm like, I'm not sure if she's going to take my whole vision casting away from me. ban me to eternity right now but anyway so yeah I just had a little bit of a moment of oh no I wonder how far she's going with this but anyway I was very blessed and I love it and I did love to see that God helps us with these things yes yeah no I love it too because I feel like sometimes in culture and in life meaning in our culture we just steamroll ahead I'm sure every culture has done that of just doing whatever the culture did and then stamping God's approval on it. And so with everything, I know both of us do this, I'm always just like, whoa, let's take a step back. I just want to make sure, what are we even doing here? Or is this what the Lord always intended? Or just what's the heart of this? Yes. And I I think I'm realizing we've already talked quite a while and we haven't even told them what we're talking about. So why don't you introduce the subject today? Yeah, yeah. As we're in January this month, obviously, if you're listening to this at any time of the year, I feel like uh, a lot of people do planning quarterly or just in the middle of the year. And you're like, wow, yeah, it's March or April. And I still have no idea what I'm doing in life or this year. Really, (laughs) this is a anytime topic. But we're talking about goals and vision casting and dream planning. But in context to what does the Lord have to say about that? uh, When we sit down at the beginning of January and we think and we plan and we dream and we vision cast, is that something that the Lord has intended for us? Or does he want us to just live day by day? Like, what is his heart? And if he does want us to do this, how do we invite him into that? So I I think it's like a twofold question. Is that even God's heart? How much does he want us to plan and to uh, set goals and to vision cast? How much is that his heart? And if it is any part his heart, how do we invite him into that? Yeah, exactly. And and I think if anything, that's one of the things we keep pushing back in this podcast is let's just not take something and not be aware that we're actually taking this new thing to God, whatever it is that's on our heart. We can always be inviting God in. This is one of those topics in the word where you're going to have a coin and on one side, the word has so much to say about this. And on the other side, meaning I'm going to start with some of the obvious is that what do we all think about? Hey, you don't even know what tomorrow brings. So just ask God to make it through today and feed you and help you because you don't even know if tomorrow's coming. The whole parable about the barns, they just keep building bigger barns and they're not really checking in with God and So they're trusting in things that are not what God is saying and speaking to do. 
And so on the other side of it, we hear God saying in the Proverbs, there's so much about foolishness and not having wisdom. Oftentimes in the Proverbs, we have like a picture of the guy who sets out to build a house and he doesn't count the cost. He doesn't make his, or he picks a bad place to build on. Obviously these are spiritual things sometimes, but there's literal parts to these. So there's this whole idea that these two things seem to be opposing. They're not opposing though. And that's what we want to talk about today. A lot of it has to do with really in all these things, how do we apply the word of God? And that's what we're going to be talking about all the time is how do we press into whatever wisdom God has given us and invite the Lord in so that we can know, oh, this is the second coming of the Lord. Oh, this is the first coming of the Lord. I get that now. You see? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know this is not what we're talking about on this podcast, but I do think this is such a perfect example of reading things in scripture and seeing two things that seem opposite. And if we're not understanding the full heart and the full picture and story of who God is and his heart and his storyline, then you can just take one verse or a couple verses out of context and just run with it. I mean, that's what we see happen all the time. Yes, we do. And so I think, hey, we could probably do a whole show on the two sides of the coin. Those are called antinomies. They're true at the same time, and yet they seem opposite. I guess we're just throwing that out there as we dive into this today, because really, it can go either way on any day. We can run off to the races, never check in with God or our friend group or our mentors, or and we're just off before we're really even bothered to ask God, what he thinks about this. And I've done it many times. So I'm, I want to go on record. How many times? Many times. <laughs> I have done this exact thing that I'm going to say, I will go off to the races. And then when I've got it down to like the color of something, or what date I'm going to do this thing on, I realize, well, I, I didn't really pray about it. So then I just ask God, I just give him a PS. Oh, by the way, you're invited. You know what I mean? A done is set. It's a done deal in my mind. And then I wonder why things start spiraling. And then I always get this check. Did you even have a chat with me? Did you even? Okay, this was definitely more in my younger years, but you can attest, Mary, I can still do this today if I'm not careful. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So this is what we're talking about really is that we already know that God has a lot to say on both sides of this coin. In vision casting and setting goals, we're going to start with saying, basically, we believe that God, there's a lot he has to say about putting our lives in order, about paying attention to things and inviting him into these things. And the truth is, we just did a four-month series from September to December talking about things, and they could have been deeply in the spiritual realm, they could be in the emotional realm, and they can even be in the practical realm. We want to start with saying, yes, the answer is yes, that God invites us to walk in wisdom and to have strategies and plans, but submit them all to the Lord because they are meaningless if they have no unction and no power and no authority coming from God, because he will, in his grace and his mercy, hold us back from something that we sometimes can be so confused. Why didn't this happen? Or Or why wasn't I allowed to move into this area? That's the first thing is just to say that this is something God talks about a lot. So we're going to say yes, but then we're going to be pointing out some cautionary things to be careful as you move forward with all your great plans and purposes and visions and ambitions. Yeah. And I would 
I would dare to say that most people don't have to be convinced that goal planning is a good idea. Most people are going to come on here and be like, well, yeah, surely that's something God would want. And so, yes, we're here to say that is true. Mm -hmm. I think of the Proverbs, without a vision, the people perished. And yeah, that is true. But then I feel like people put that like on their mission statement for why they have a vision. And then I'm just like, I don't even see God anywhere inside (laughs) of their organization, right? So yes, we like to take little nuggets and run with them. And the Lord's like, okay, like that was my my heart, but you just went a total different place with that. And so I was thinking even with that one verse of without a vision, the people perish. And I think about the Israelites in the wilderness and how the Lord came to Moses and continually told Moses to have them remember, 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 write it on your doorpost, write it around your neck, write these laws on your heart. He was saying, remember these truths. Yes. Because I think with vision planning or goal planning, really the heart behind all of this. And if you've ever listened to a podcast about goal planning or anything, they're like, okay, write down first, what do you value? What matters to you? I know, mom, you talk a lot about the seven habits book and that whole premise is start with the end in mind. Where do you want to end up? What do you value? If we just sat on that alone, rather than even any other goals, just sitting on that and having that before us continually, no matter what we're doing, if we had this mission statement, this vision statement written on our doorposts, written on our hearts, written yes. everywhere. And it's like, remember what's true and to remember what you value. Yes. Yes. And amen. I love how we don't compare notes. And when we get here, we have some similar things to say. Yeah. I think the whole idea of remembering is a way that we can keep track with, gosh, It's easy to sort of forget even things that God has spoken to you and that are beautiful and lovely about your goals or your desires of your heart and any kind of plan that you've put in place to make that happen. So it's not always that it was a wrong thing that you did, but many times you even get the blessing of the Lord and you know this is what he said, but you fail because you don't continue to memorialize that and keep it before your face over and over. Like you were saying about on the doorpost, on your forehead, on your hand, when you sit, when you walk. So I think this is really what we're talking about. Yeah. I know that I try to have a couple people, mom, you being one, but you don't live in the same state as me anymore or the same city. So it's not like we're seeing each other constantly. But even with my husband, I will talk with him about, okay, these are my goals or my quarterly goals, or this is my routines that I want to set. These are things that I really value. And this is really important to me. So when he sees me just wandering about, and when I say wandering about, I just mean I get so swirly, but I'm such a doer. So all of a sudden I'll just be like organizing the bottom drawer of the spiced rack or something. And the whole house could be burning down. This is like something my husband and I joke about a lot. He's like, the whole house could be burning down, but there you are organizing the linens or something. And so he'll just like come up to me and be like, hey, babe, is this something that was on your thing that you wanted to do? Was this on your goals that you were trying to do this week? And I'm like, I mean, no, but it needs to be done. He's like, okay, no, I mean, I I get that. But is it a priority? Like, is this something that you really value? I know you said you really valued these things and these were goals that you really wanted to do. I just want to see like how that aligns (laughs) with this. So I think, yes, having ourselves check in and having people around us that we submit ourselves to, that we will allow speak into our life for that. 
But those things can't happen unless we're very clear with what we value and what we want to set our heart and minds to in this season. Yeah. And what I hear you saying, and this is even the quote from the seven habits. Yeah. Start with the end of mind. I think what we're saying really, and I take way too many words sometimes to say it, but it is that as we think about vision casting and setting goals for any time or any season or any particular part of our lives, we do want to invite God in, in a way that we're thinking in an eternal way. So this is how I think we can take the things that are earthy and dusty and practical and things that are high and lofty and beautiful. This is why I think anything can be inspiring to us because God himself sees beauty in everything that he's made, including us and the things around us. I think the key is to not get so squinty-eyed and so obsessive that these things sort of take over, whether we're really successful at achieving our goals or whether we can't keep a goal for more than a couple of days. Right. I have been in that camp. I am still in that camp at times and can get drawn away. That's what we're saying is that God is with us in these things. I I did want to look up the word perish because... I I always thought it meant something and I hadn't really bothered to look it up and it really doesn't mean like you're going to die, but perish really means unrestrained. And the word comes, this is in the Hebrew, it comes from a woman's long hair that's bound up in a hair tie, like in, in some kind of scarf and she takes it off or it falls off or it blows off. And now her hair is just wildly blowing in the breeze. So it's her hair that's being unfettered. It's just free to go anywhere it wants. Okay. And it, Okay. And so it's like, wow, that's really a thing. But of course, we have to think of the culture. We have to think of the context. Right. And so an unrestrained hair on a woman's head is considered a really negative thing in this context. Right. And it's going to bring all kinds of repercussions on her and her children and her husband. The more I thought about that, I thought, wow, that is so interesting. If I can keep from being offended at that culture at that day, which is ridiculous of me to even think for a moment, but I did for a moment. How silly is that? It's not silly at all. But when I thought about that, I think, wow, how often do I find myself unrestrained? That means I'm perishing. Yeah. So I'm perishing when I'm unrestrained and just running with all my ideas or my ruminations or my judgments or my offenses, right? For whatever I'm justifying, I want to do and who's suffering? I am. Yes. And who are the closest people around me that suffer from my unrestraint, not walking in the fear of the Lord, just running my own way, running my own mouth? Running my own thoughts and ideas, people can be defiled by us when we are not walking in a way we're not being integrated at those moments. We're not pausing. We're not taking that breath. We're not really sitting with the Lord to invite him in because we're unrestrained at that point. It may not be the spirit of God that's in in control of us at that moment. So it affects our husbands, our spouses, our friends, certainly our children. And none of us like that feeling as people, not women, men, women, none of us are really happy at that moment. This is what we're talking about is that all the plans, all the ideas, 
all the beautiful dreams that we have, it really comes down to this eternal thought about where is God in all of my dreams and my ambitions. Yes. And I love how you mentioned it doesn't matter if we're good goal planners and just really amazing at following through or we're terrible at it. And we're just like, oh, my gosh, I can't even relate because I make a New Year's resolution. And by, you know, January 15th, I'm, you know, completely off track. Yes. Because in either case, I think that the reality is, okay. On January 1st, we were all at the same place. We were all at the starting starting line. line, Yeah. Right. We were all at the same place. So one person steamrolls ahead and just like basically mows down people. I'm just seeing like on a race Mm -hmm. and is mowing people down, just running, running, running. And it's just like, I'm going to win for the sake of my goals. And this Mm -hmm. other person is like limping along and gets distracted, picks a couple flowers and just sits down. And they haven't even crossed mile marker one. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we see two issues happening here. Both lost sight of the goal. Yes. Both lost sight of the vision. And it's like on on day one, on the starting line, everybody was in the same boat. Everybody's on the same boat of like, this is what I value. This is what matters to me. Even the person that's mowing people down for the sake of their goals, it's like, Well, in the beginning, they were saying, this is why I'm going to do this because this is what I value. This is what's important. And in the beginning, it made sense, right? And then this other person that stopped at five steps in and just sat down because they got overwhelmed on either side. It's losing sight of the things that we value and the things that are what's most important to us. Yeah. And I concur with that. I think this is why I love the idea of writing down certain things. The idea of your vision, even if it's just the smallest of thing. A lot of this has to do with not staying focused, therefore you forget so easily. So you're not remembering. Jumping into a couple strategies about inviting God into this idea of your plans, your life, your dreams, your ambitions. There's so many things, but one thing that comes to my mind is that if we have something in that it's our language, I'm saying that basically we ourselves have processed the why behind whatever it is we're doing, whatever it is. I I know many homeschooling moms. I was one of them back in the day. The idea is if you don't really know why you're doing this, you're going to be one of those people who doesn't make it to mile mile marker one. Yeah. So there has to be a bigger reason that causes you to do something that's hard or self-sacrificing or it never ends. You just have to keep doing it. Like when you say I do in a wedding. In now that you're in a covenant marriage, these are things we have to remember the why. What is all this unto? I mean, everybody else is divorced or everybody else is quitting or everybody else is doing this. Why do I have to keep staying in the race? So I think this is one of the things that if we not just write down something in an afternoon, but we pause and sit with the Lord, God, what do you have for me? What are you saying to me? What have you been saying to me? What's next in this season? What's next for this year? He'll start giving you answers. Take those answers write them down and begin to ponder it. And then you can own something that is this idea when we talk about vision casting, or we even talk about this idea of a mission statement, or who am I? That's something I like to do with people. Just sit with the Lord. Who am I? Who am I to you, God? Who do you say that I am? And let God speak to you in the things that you know about him and the things that he shares. So all these things, I think, start with being intentional and then remembering remembering and remembering. 
I like another thing too, you said, Mary, about that it can happen any time of year. Like it doesn't have to be January 1st. And it right. and, and what if you're not the quarterly, monthly? The thing is, I, I was thinking about this point too. And I'm, I love that you brought it up because I was thinking, but what about every day? I mean, the thing is, is we live in such an unusual time, but God is breaking in. If we just stop for a breath, he's very active on the earth today, his spirit as he might be if his return was more imminent. I have no knowledge of that being exactly true, but it seems like there's a lot of angst and emotion on the earth today, right? So the thing is that we can get lost in the woods two hours later, three days later. Isn't that the truth? Yes. By the time you put up your tree, you're already done. Like you have no more stamina to make it through Christmas. Like we can get lost on any given day. So I think the other thing is for us to remember to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And that can just start with you yourself. Are you obsessing on these goals or dreams or visions? Are you obsessing about, I have to get this done at the expense of your house blowing up? It's like, wait a minute, how about we check in with God? Because on any given day, he can bring a set of circumstances that he is going to use that to invite us back closer. Because that's the goal. That's the goal. The goal is not to finish the marathon, not to cross and win. And I'm talking about earthly, not in a spiritual way. It it isn't about checking off the box. It's about the heart of God. That's the race we're in, is that God would contain our hearts in his hands and that we will not be distracted. He can come in at any point and say, you know what, this is my agenda. Have you considered my plan? I have a really good strategy, but I didn't let you know it then, but we're going to talk about it today, right now. Like at any point, he can switch it up, offer a little bit of a recorrection, but our eyes have to be open. We have to be sensitive to that. And when you were talking about the person running out of the gate, steamrolling, I just feel like sometimes God is with us at the gate, and we steamroller right over him, not roller. Yes. We steamroll right over him right. without even realizing it, that not only is he not just another person that we feel even subconsciously that we're in competition with, but this is our God who's running with us and setting yes. the pace for us. And we all get to have a different pace because yes. we serve a God who can reach each one of us individually. So being open to the fact that God can recorrect, he can redirect, and he's got all the answers for all your goals and everything that's in your heart, but we have to bring it to him. Yes. I love, love, love that you pointed out that the goal is not to finish. I think that's so huge. And what we mean by that is, is I know we talk about like in spiritual terms, is that is the goal, yes. just to finish this just life to make well, it, yes. right? Just to make it. But we're talking about the earthly goals of, oh man, even on a day-to-day basis of, oh, I didn't finish what I was supposed to do. I mean, I think most of us yes. can all relate to that is like, we have these goals and oh, this came up and this came up. But as you were talking, I just got that picture again of two people starting on the starting line and running this race thinking in their head, the goal is to get to that finish line. I have to finish this goal. I have to make this happen. And again, some people might finish that goal. That might be what the Lord has for them. But right, some, it might be 
they stop at mile marker one and then they see somebody else falling on the ground and limping and bleeding. And the Lord's like, okay, now we stop. Now we stop. Actually, the only reason I had you go on this this race (laughs) was to see this person at mile marker one that needs you. And you're like, yeah, but I need to finish my goal or I need to do this thing. Mm. And the Lord's like, okay, yeah, I get that was your heart, but now will you let me pivot you? Yes. Now will you lay down your agenda of this to see me on the midst of our goals, yes. in the midst of our race and say, okay, where are you, Lord? Yes. Where are you, Lord? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That just brings up another thing to me. And I, I would have to say this is that if there's a banner over our lives, over every day, every consequence, every relationship, and this is something we have to contend with, this banner is do are first of all, are we even aware? But more than that, hopefully we are aware. But do we really desire the will and the glory of God above our own? Do we desire his will in everything we do? Because otherwise, why are we running so often from him? We're, we're doing this all on our own independently out here. Again, I'm talking generalities. But I think that independence and then wanting to do what we want to do is fueling more things than we realize. The banner over our life in this world is that he would increase in stature, in glory, preeminence inside of my life that people can get a glimpse from him, that my right hand is even telling my left hand what it's doing, that I am convinced that God's glory and his will far surpasses my greatest dream or ambition. So now we're getting a little bit more to the heart of the matter. And I would say that we must keep that highest. We're talking about the tip of the spear now. Yeah. And inviting God in. But in a greater, grander picture, if we would begin to train our hearts and our thoughts and even our mind, that this whole movie is about God and not we ourselves. So that anytime he decides to jump in and take over the wheel, we are gladly willing to say, God, show me, teach me, let me go lower and you come up higher. That's the thing is that the more we're really understanding that at the end of it all, what we want is what God wants, that one day things will be on earth as they are in heaven, that these things will be integrated And we won't be leading these very disintegrated lives, but that we're already becoming more and more whole as opposed to the brokenness that we walk in so often where it's very practical, very linear, very mind-based. And then over here on a Sunday, we might really enjoy the presence of God, that these two things are married and they're in union with each other. So when I think about goals, this whole bigger picture that our lives are not our own. And so this is the goal. This is the goal. So when you sit with your goals, I just want to implore you to say and ask you, are you understanding that the foundational pieces of who God is as your creator, your father, your savior, the person you're going to be with for all of eternity, is that love relationship growing in such a way that this is what you love. You do desire to please him and to glorify him and not yourself. There's a lot of self-glorification in the world today. 
I think as there's so much self-glorification in today's world, goals being ahead, being number one, being better, all of these things, let's consider that as we start into January, into 2024, let's invite God in to shed light in these parts of our hearts where maybe we really haven't even hardly sat in these things with God. I believe that this is going to be our best place to start this year by inviting God into all these things and keeping in mind the bigger picture of all of our goals. Thank you so much again for tuning in to the More Than Enough podcast. We are still busy behind the scenes setting up our website, but for now, if you would like to stay up to date or follow along, you can follow us on Instagram at Girls. That's A-M-E-S-G-I-R-L-S. We know that because we're a newer podcast, one of the best ways for people to find us is through reviews. So if you would take just a few minutes and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be so grateful. Thank you so much again for joining us, and we look forward to chatting it up again with you next week. Have a lovely week.